today's Community Cast. My name is Matt Morgan. I'm the pastor at Community Brookside, a new church plant in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We are so blessed by your presence, and we hope that today's content will bring you joy. Okay, guys, welcome to our podcast. Uh, we are joined here today by Matt Morgan. Hello. And myself, Gage Gibson. And uh, let me tell you guys a quick story. About a week ago, I would say, maybe, uh, it would yeah. take a few days. Um, Matt came up to me and told me uh, his scripture <laughs> series sermon name, and it was incredibly uh, scary to hear. <laughs> and, uh, was it scary? Yes, because it's like, oh, wow, we're going to go there. Can you give us the name real okay. quick? So listen, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I've titled my next sermon series in February, Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't see a problem. What's the, what's the problem? <laughs> there's a slight, there's a movie. I don't know if it's oh, a coincidence or gosh. something. Okay. So, um, but here's the, here's the deal. The moment I heard that I was like, okay, let's, we need to prep kind of people and mm-hmm. kind of get their expectations for what, cause when you explained it, it was like, okay, that's awesome. That is something that people need to hear today, mm-hmm. but the name is very um, abrasive. Um, so I have come to this understanding of, of how God works. And I think that we as people are just super comfortable when things are just cut and dry, black and white. Here's the answer. Here's the the quick, you know, you know, the, the, the definition, you can just go look it up and here it is. And that's the end of it. But I realize that humanity is not that simple. Life is not that easy. And so I, I, after, you know, knowing about Jesus, learning about Jesus, hearing the stories of Jesus, since I was a little tiny child, I have come to recognize that Jesus I think shows up in the gray areas in the world. So that's um, the name 50, 50 shades, shades of gray. gray. Yes. Thank you. So real quick, let's uh-huh. uh, just give them kind of an overview okay. of what each week might be. And uh, so that they can kind of come prepared. I would love to see people have some time to meditate kind of on these topics mm-hmm. and be able to come in. And especially um, after our service, we kind of take a little bit of time to hang out. And have um, conversation. Part. Yeah. That is the best part, right. in my mind. No offense. Uh, no, um, it's, it's Well, cool. I guess I'm, I'm doing worship too, but my favorite part is hanging out, talking to people. I would love to be able to bring up these topics and be able to discuss these further yeah. um, with everyone. So, so first week. Yeah, first week, um, starting this Sunday, February 2nd, um, we're going to be trying to find Jesus in the gray area. So the sermon series title is 50 Shades of Gray, and then each week we'll have a subtitle. So this week's subtitle is We Find Jesus in the Gray Areas. Uh, and so we're going to talk about, you know, being a part of a world that's, that seeks to have black and white. Uh, but oftentimes Jesus challenges our traditional thinking. We're going to get more into that and a little bit deeper into it throughout the next few weeks. Um, but we're going to look at the foundational truths of the gospel. We're going to look at the creeds, uh, where we believe like, yes, God is black and white in these issues. Mm. Um, but then we're going to talk about how Jesus challenged some traditional interpretations of, of the law, um, so I, I want to do this with you, Gage. Let's play a quick game called, uh, is it sin or not sin? You ready? Oh gosh, I should be good at this. Okay. So th- we're going to do this live on Sunday morning and we're going to throw out some different topics, but I just okay, want to awesome. go over a couple quick ones with you. So do you believe it's a sin uh, to watch a rated R movie? Mm. I would say probably depends on the movie. Mm. I was at high school where um, the horror movies, the uh-huh. spiritual horror movies were coming out. Oh yeah. And they taught, if you go to those, you'll be infected by a demon. <laughs> I swear to you, they taught that. No, I, and you know what? That's but, not uncommon in Oklahoma. But I do think, um, yeah, I think sometimes it is. Um, sometimes okay. it isn't, but 
gray area? Is that an option for I mean, me? So, or is it sin or no sin? I mean, well, so that's the issue. I think so yeah. oftentimes we want to label it sin or not sin. Um, when I was in high school, and since you just mentioned, I'll go back there too. It's been a little bit longer since I was there. Four years, uh, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, so uh, when I was in high school, I was a, a part of a very conservative church and a very conservative youth group. And they, you know, first of all, I, I was one of those kids who had to throw out all my uh, non-Christian CDs, right? Like that's kind of the, the wow. right. Um, and that's how hardcore I was. Like I wanted to live for Jesus and I wanted to make him proud. And if that meant I had to throw away a few CDs like uh, red hot chili peppers, uh, you know, Bush and Weezer and all like the cool bands in the nineties, they were all, you know, trash at that point. So um, anyway, one of the things that we had taught were taught was that um, if we ever saw a rated R movie, that was a sinful thing for us. Wow. So, to think about that that man can decide what the rating is and that would be sin or not in god's eyes right well and and so now i'm going to push you on sin or no sin so yeah we okay. say that you know maybe black and white is not a perfect answer but you know for those people who think in black and white terms if rated r movies are sinful what about the passion of the christ mm. rated r movie talks about jesus being the savior of the world and the sacrifice that he made for you and i to enter the kingdom of god right rated r is that sinful it can't be it can't be right to, yeah. to know the story of jesus i mean does the is the bible rated r i'd probably say i mean get, you know it would get a rating somewhere. as i'm saying that out of my mouth i'm thinking man there are some serious rated r stories in the old testament that, <laughs> yeah. that you should dive into but so okay so that's that's one particular situation what about uh using foul language sin or no sin oh uh uh, uh that one's hard i think um if you're using the lord's name in vain sin that sure. one's easy sure that's the black or white area but man i don't know i would in my heart i want to say yes because that's the good person in me <laughs> right. but through life experience and what i've done i want to say no to save my own skin. <laughs> okay right so uh, thank you for just admitting to everybody in the world that you are a sinner um <laughs> but no uh we all are right so all of us have used words that we're not proud of um when i was in the seventh grade uh, i was new to a school here in, in the tulsa area and thought the only way to be cool and accepted was to use the worst language i could find and looking back wow. on it, like, it's just like you said earlier, like there's some things in this world that are cringy like that, that, <laughs> that would me be as cringy, a seventh, yes. scrawny little seventh grader using terrible language, cringeworthy, right? Seriously. Oh, yeah. um, so, you know, foul language, I think is one of those things that, yeah, we shouldn't be using foul language. Scripture talks about using foul language and that it's not good. Right. Yeah. Um, not only that, but here's where we have issues. So if you think using foul language is sinful, what foul language like because sometimes your cuss words are not my cuss words mm. so for instance yeah. i hope my children aren't going to be listening to this podcast because oh, no. here we go <clears throat> in my house uh, we are not allowed to say shut up father forgive him mm. <laughs> preach um but also we're not allowed to say but but with like, two t's oh okay, yeah, okay so, <laughs> wow <laughs> right. And we're also not allowed to say fart. Right. So these are three words Word. that if I ever, if I ever say those words, my kids are like daddy. Uh, and so I get in <laughs> trouble for those things. Now, are, are they sinful? No, I mean, they're not sinful, but for my kids, they've been raised thinking that those words are not wholesome and not good. Right. Um, so I, I, listen, I, I don't think that like using silly words like butt and fart and turd, like those are not, those are not sinful but they might hurt somebody else, right? And so I think the sin comes when we intentionally mm. hurt somebody else. 
So if we're using foul language to draw attention to how cool you are as a seventh grade scrawny little <laughs> nerd, or if you're trying to cut somebody out because they cut you off in traffic, like those are sinful uses of language. And there's real quick another mm-hmm. aspect, because um, I think you've sat them down, it sounds like, and talked to them uh-huh. about these are bad. Yeah. And it'd be, <clears throat> is disobeying your parents a sin? Yeah, 100%. Okay, always? Oh, sure, yeah. Don't t- oh, I'll, I'll tell my kids that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, but um, like, for example, this is just a gray area. Sure. If your parents want you to go to college really bad, mm-hmm. but you don't have the money and don't want to, you need to go to college, even though they say you need to go to college. Mm. That's something I saw with a lot of my friends, and they went, okay, I'll go, fine. And now they're you know, 60, 80 grand in debt. Jeez, yeah. Because there was no gray area. But. So, you know, we'll talk specifically more about some of these areas that um, that we've thought are sinful or may be sinful in some people's understanding, but but yeah. Jesus would show up and say, ah, why don't you reconsider some of these things? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, next up, February 9th, we have uh, the sermon that week is going to be entitled Love in the 21st Century. Mm. So we're going to talk about the differences between what love looked like in the Old Testament and in ancient biblical times versus what it looks like now. And one of the stories we're going to highlight is a story of uh, David and Bathsheba, right? So we, we look through the Bible and we think David is the idyllic king, right? He was just, cool, yeah. yeah, everybody talked about how he like God appointed him, that, that he was the right one. And there was no great king before him and no great king after him. Like he was the one that, that God used to, to bring Israel to its height. Yeah. But David was a flawed dude like the rest of us. Uh, and we know the story of, of, of him and Bathsheba because uh, the scripture tells us about it when uh, he's supposed to be off at war with his men. Uh, he stays at home and takes a leisurely stroll around his castle and he's looking over all of his, his territory. As you do. Right, as one does. Um, and then he happened to see this gorgeous woman naked bathing outside because she was cleansing herself from her monthly cycle. And so he sees how gorgeous she is and then sends an attendant to go find out who she is and then requests that even though the king knows that, that she is a married woman, the king goes and requests that she come to him so that he may sleep with her. It's a full on Me Too movement happening. Oh my gosh. Yeah. In ancient Israel. Yeah. I wouldn't go super well with social media. No. And so a lot of people think that, oh, you know, they had sons together and the sons inherited the kingdom. And then, you know, they got eventually got married. Well, like David caused the death of her husband so that he could make it look like he could marry her. Like it, it was Which the still whole wasn't situation. the best way to no, do it. No, the whole that situation was, is like you nice. said earlier, it's the whole situation is cringy. And, <laughs> and, and so wow like what do you do with that story well we can look at today like back in those times marriage was a contractual thing it wasn't because you necessarily loved your wife um although you should um and a lot of times those relationships and those contracts became uh, a loving relationship but that wasn't every single situation a lot of times it was contracts made between different parents uh to to create a a a bond between two families or increase uh, you know family's property or inheritance or whatever um, and now that's not the case anymore. Like I married my wife because I love her. She is the one, like we are so compatible and, and she's amazing. And, and like, I, I love her love today looks very different than it did back in ancient Israel. And so we're going to have those conversations uh, about what love looks 
what love looks like now compared to what love looked like then. And we'll even see some moments like when we see a man who's abusing his power in one of these Me Too moments, we'll, we'll see that sometimes that even still happens today. There are people who've made terrible mistakes, men that we've, you know, we celebrated the life of Kobe Bryant this week. Um, you know, God, God bless his family as, as his uh, helicopter crashed with him and his daughter on board. Mm. Um, so we, we mourn that tragic loss of life. But at the same point, like we remember that, there, that he was in the midst of a Me Too movement as well uh, in 2003, right? So <clears throat> it still happens today when even though you're married to a woman, you might use your power or your money or your reputation to, to do something wrong. Um, and, and so we recognize that still happens today, but love looks very, very different. It's, you know, we have different, um, a different understanding of what love is now. And we're going to talk through what the ultimate love is and use Jesus as the example for that. Um, February 16th, we're going to move on and talk about how much power there is, right? 50 shades of gray, but there, the subtitle is there's power in the red letters. Mm. And so we're going to talk about when Jesus speaks, how important it is for us to actually hear those words. Uh, so often we like to default back to Old Testament rules and regulations. Um, <clears throat> oftentimes we're we're thinking about, um, you know, what the Bible says about a specific situation. Uh, and we don't always necessarily look to Jesus to find that answer. We look to maybe Leviticus or Deuteronomy where all the laws were written down and there were rules and regulations. Uh, well, if you do this thing, you're a sinner and you need to repent. Or if, you know, you've committed this sin, you have to go and offer this sacrifice. Well, are we still sacrificing anything? I hope no one is. Uh, right. I, I, I hope that same thing. But but there are things that we have we have taken and we have neglected, but there are certain rules that we emphasize and say, you must follow these. Well, if Jesus, like if I look at the life of Jesus, I see that Jesus loved people. I see that Jesus encouraged people and God, like he lifted people up. Mm. Um, and, and oftentimes laws are not meant to lift people up. They're, they're meant to punish lawbreakers. Uh, and keep society civil. I think if we lived like Jesus more than we lived like we were abiding by laws, society would be much more civil anyway. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, some of the things that, that Jesus talked about um, in those red letters, some of the stories that Jesus, uh, that we hear about Jesus, where he shows up in the life of a woman at the well, right? And changed everything about her, recognized that she was a sinner. She comes in the middle of the day when it's hot, not when all the rest of the women come at the well. And there was a reason for that. We're going to talk through that. Um, and then also, um, you know, knowing that she was married to four men and living with a fifth that wasn't, sorry, not at the same time. She wasn't married to four men at the same time. <laughs> she was married to four different men. Uh, and then the man that she was currently living with was not her husband. So she was living in a state of sin. And Jesus didn't say, oh, well, here's what scripture says about this. Jesus says, listen, I, I love you and I can offer you something that you don't have. And so in that moment, Jesus changed her life and she was so excited about a man who showed up in her life to change her and to challenge her thinking that she told everybody in the city. And scripture says that that whole city was saved on the account wow. of this one woman. Yeah. That's big. <clears throat> and people don't recognize that sometimes a little bit of grace. Right. So we see black and white and we forget that Jesus is in those gray moments. Like when scripture said she, he should never have talked to her to begin with because she was a woman. She would was a Samaritan woman. Would that be a sin? Uh, Jesus, I don't, think, I don't think it was a, a, a law breaking. I think it was a tradition. 
So it wasn't like a, a law written down. You must not speak to a woman. You must not associate with the Samaritan. But okay, it would have been frowned the exact upon. Laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> it would have been frowned upon yeah. because it was a social and cultural norm at that time to not associate with women that weren't your wife or your sister or your so mother. Weird, yeah. And then especially if that person was a Samaritan. Um, because they worship differently and there were just, there's that is so weird to think about in today's we'll, context. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll go through that and a whole different podcast, whole different sermon series. Yeah. Um, but my favorite story of Jesus is the one where, um, you know, the woman was caught in adultery and instead of doing what the law said, which was to stone her by the way, and the man that she was partnered with in that story, he wasn't there, wasn't but. there, wasn't brought in front of Jesus. It was just the woman. All right, Jesus, the, the, the teachers of the law said, here's what the law says. The law says we should stone her. Now, what do you say? And there's black and white right there. Yeah. Here, and what he the says, law says is this. Yes. Now, Jesus, do you agree with the law or what? And he brings in the gray. So Jesus takes this long, awkward pause <laughs> we're doing it and then he says <laughs> I hate that. I really any of you who have not sinned any of you who is perfect you get to be the one that throws the first stone at her to kill her mm. and then because you know older men get it the older men who recognize how sinful they really are drop their stones and walked away first when you're young and cocky you think you got it all together and oh yeah I'll throw the stone I get oh wait there was that one time in yeah. fourth grade or in middle school where I thought I was cool. So, I was so Jesus looks at this woman and says, wait, nobody, nobody's here to condemn you. She said, no one, sir. Then neither do I. When Jesus, who is God, who all laws are supposed to be guiding us to who God is. When God looks at her and says, I don't condemn you either. Yeah. That's big. And you know what we focus on? It's not that it's like, oh my gosh, well, she, she was just, she was just let off the hook. <laughs> That's not how we should be seeing this. We should be seeing, like, we should be looking at the example of Jesus and we should recognize that that's who we need to be. If there's a law that says one thing and Jesus says something different, by God, we better follow Jesus who we believe is God made flesh, God incarnate, Emmanuel, God with us. All the red letters. The red letters of Jesus are important. Mm -hmm. And so the last week of our series, February 23rd, it's 50 shades of gray. You've heard it said dot, dot, dot. Mm. And that's where we're going to be actually walking through parts of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, here are some things that you've heard because teachers of the law that time didn't just say, here's the law, but they interpreted the law in such a way that made it hard for people to actually do what God wanted. Um, so for instance, you don't hear Jesus say, you've seen it written in the Torah, you, you've seen yeah. it written down in scripture. No, they didn't see it because they just heard it from the teachers of the law. You've heard it said from the teachers of the law is a subtext there. This, but I tell you this, mm -hmm. right? So we're going to dive into those six different things that Jesus talked about. One of them being uh, divorce, uh, one of them being um, murder and, and talking about anger. Um, another one going to be talking about adultery. So there's, there's some really fun and, and kind of catchy things that we're going to be diving into uh, over the next four weeks. And listen, I, I just want to take a minute and invite you to come and be a part of what we're doing. Not you, Gage. I mean, you're going to be here. You're, uh, I, yeah, you have no choice. Um, <laughs> but, but for those of you who might be hearing this podcast, maybe you have followed us on Facebook. Maybe you have seen some of our sermons online. Maybe you watched uh, Pastor Michael over the last four weeks through February, do his, or sorry, January, do his sermon series. Uh, and maybe you want to come and, and just check us out, but maybe you're a little nervous. 
folks, there is no better time than now to come and, and be a part of what God is doing here at Community Brookside. Um, you know, this sermon series is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to try to make it pretty participatory and I'm not trying to like call you into sin. I'm trying to like, you know, I'm not going to be asking you to participate in sin. I'm going to be asking you to participate in the conversation. Um, so uh, if you're not here, we're missing your voice. Yeah. Uh, and so I would love for you, if you get a chance to come and be a part of what we're doing here through the sermon series, we're going to start this Sunday, uh, February 2nd, we're going to go all the way through February. Um, and then at the end of February, we're going to move into the Lenten season and we'll do another podcast in a couple of weeks talking about that and the significance of Lent as we're moving towards Easter. Um, but, you know, like I said, uh, we're having a baptism this Sunday. Uh, we're going to do an immersion up here. It's going to be incredible. Uh, and so if you want to be a part of just a joyful Sunday, this is your week. Afterwards, we're going to do a barbecue. We're going to have some hot dogs and hamburgers. And Oh, nice. Yeah, we're going to go down to uh, Brookside Collective Park right downstairs and uh, and just be community together. So, so let's say I want to come. Can you give me the address to this? Is it 1307? It is. East 38th Street. Gage, you, oh I've my gosh, it. he memorized it. It's on my business card. So 1307 East 38th Street. It's uh, 38th and Peoria, right upstairs above uh, Total Pilates, above Posh Nails, and above Sushi Hana. Um, if you can't make it this Sunday, I get it. I understand. But you can join us on our Facebook page. Just look for Community Brookside. Uh, and if you want to mo- know more information about us, just find us at communitybrookside.com. I look forward to meeting you. I can't wait to hug you and shake your hand. Um, but just uh, come and be a part of what God is doing here in, in community. Gage, thank you so much for um, organizing this podcast. I think it's exciting. And thank um, you for filling me in. This is <laughs> well, kind of terrifying to hear you say right. 50 Shades of Grey. So I, I hope that you have a bit of a, a better understanding about where we're going this uh, sermon series. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I hope that you can design some music that will be perfect for it. Okay. Awesome. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll tell you later about that, but thank you guys for listening and I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you so much for joining us on today's community cast. We hope that you were blessed by today's conversation. If you'd like to know more about community Brookside, please feel free to visit us at our website, communitybrookside.com or find us on your favorite social media outlet. We hope to hear from you soon. Be blessed.